Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Sean Cleveland with the Regeneration X. And I just wanted some blessings out to everyone. I pray you're doing well, that you're staying healthy, strong, fed spiritually and physically during these tough times. I pray that your families are well and that you are staying strong in the presence of our Lord. And yes, these are tough times and we're fighting a global pandemic and there's a lot of other things happening. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of hate and violence and living here in the United States, we have a presidential election coming up. So there's a lot of political fighting going on. And it's, it's really sad to see that we're so easily divided by things that eternally they don't matter. And I notice there are some people who go out and talk about a candidate with more fervor and and passion than they do going out to preach the gospel. You know, that president cannot save you, but our Heavenly Father can, but which one do you preach more? And it's really become sad that we look at a political party, and um, I don't care which political party you claim, but what I'm saying is that we get caught up in political parties. We can get caught up in uh, our own race and the color, our own religious factions, and we allow them to distract us from truth, from what is right, from the gospel, even our local fellowships will get in the way of our relationship with the Father, which sounds weird, which honestly, if we're truly coming together and and worshiping, we should be drawn nearer to the Lord, not getting farther away, but that has been happening, and it really hurts my heart to see the condition the people in this world in, in general and where I live. And I just don't know to say people are fighting over so many different things. Excuse me. We're fighting over, like I said, politics and I hate Trump. I like Trump. I don't want Biden in there. We need Biden in there. Uh, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, this religion, that religion. It's and we're we're not focused on the things of the Lord, and that's the problem. We've forgotten our first true love, and we don't cry for the things that hurt the heart of the Lord anymore. As a whole, as a people, we don't cry about the things that hurt the Lord. And we've allowed so much destruction and we've allowed so much perversion into our society. I was just reading... Uh, last night and this morning about how 
they want to lower the age of consent for for being intimate down to the age of four. And that's going to allow pedophiles, and that comes to pass that a pedophile will be able to date a four-year-old. And I just try to wrap my head around that, uh, seeing a grown man, and maybe a man who's 50 years old, said, hey, you want to meet my girlfriend? And he, and he's standing there with a four-year-old girl. Or you want to meet my new wife? And he's standing there with some eight-year-old girl. And it's legal. It's no longer something that is disgusting and is not something that we're fighting against, but now we're finding it acceptable. And I can't believe that that does not disturb people. And so many things just happening in general that I think should bother people that are being said to be okay now. It was me. We've gotten away from what is right and what is good before the Lord. We accept anything. We legalize everything. We no longer call sin, sin. Why? And there are people, yes, that still call sin, sin, and they weep for the things that hurt the heart of the Lord. And there are those of us who are crying out for the Lord's will to be done. And there are those, yes, who are called out by the Lord, his people, his people. There are those who who try to blend in and say they're of the Lord, but they don't live a life according to his commandments. They have not been marked as one of his children. So I'm leading up to this question. Have you been marked? Is the mark mark of the Lord upon you? The Lord has called his people out, and he has marked them. He knows those who are his, as Paul told Timothy. He knows them, and he has marked them and sailed them to the day of redemption. And he knows that they are those who cry for the things that hurt his heart, that they do not accept sin as something that is righteous. They weep for the for the people who are caught up in the things that are not of the Lord. And they desire to see his will be done. These are the people who have been marked by the Holy Spirit to be called his children. Are you a part of those people? Is the mark of the Holy Spirit upon you? That's a serious question we have to ask, all of us. 
because the time will come that the wrath of the Lord will come upon the earth. And he will deal with the sons of disobedience. But we know the children who are marked will not suffer his wrath, will not suffer destruction, because they've been marked. And the prophet Ezekiel experienced this in the spirit. He saw these these people in Ezekiel chapter 9, Starting at verse 1, I'm going to read Ezekiel is seeing this vision and in spirit, and he says, Then he called out in my hearing with a loud voice, saying, Let, th- let those who have charge over the city draw near, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. And suddenly six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with his battle axe in his hand. And what's happening here, uh, Ezekiel is dealing with a lot of sin within uh, Jerusalem and the nation of Israel, and the Lord is calling him to, you know, to prophesy and call the people to repentance, and the Lord is showing him a vision of something that is to come. I'm going to continue on reading. One man among them was clothed with linen and had a writer's inkhorn at his side. They went in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now, the glory of the God of Israel had gone up from the cherub, cherub where it had been to the threshold of the temple. And he called to the man clothed with linen who had the writer's inkhorn at his side. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the forehead of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. To the others, he said to he said in my hearing, go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eyes spare nor have any pity. Utterly slay old and young, men, maidens, and little children, and women, but do not come near anyone on whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. So the Lord is called in, in this vision, he's called, Seven men, six have deadly weapons, and one is clothed in linen with the writer's with the writer's inkhorn. You know, one with the writer's inkhorn goes first, and he goes throughout the city, which is uh, Jerusalem here, and he marks all those who are weeping over 
all the abominations being done. That after he marks all those people, the six men with the deadly weapons, the battle axe, go through the city and kill everybody else. They have no pity. Male, female, young, old, children. They don't have the mark they're killed. And he said, begin in my sanctuary. The sanctuary is his people, his church. He's going to bring about the end to all this insanity, the end to all the unrighteousness, the uncleanness, to all the sin. And he's going to start amongst his people. And when he goes amongst his people and there are those who are not marked, they will be dealt with, with no pity. But those who are marked, those who have truly been called out, who have a heart for the things of the Lord, the desire to please him, the desire to obey him, to be led of his spirit, they will be spared. We see it now, the destruction that's coming. If we truly have been studying our scriptures, if we truly been getting in the presence of the Lord, if we truly are saved, and I mean by we've come into repentance, and that's another thing that needs to come up on its own, but truly repentant people who know that their lives are not right and then turned away from those unrighteous way of living and turn to the Lord to serve him. You've come to repentance. You've been water baptized in the name of Yeshua Jesus. And you've been baptized in the most Holy Spirit according to the scriptures. And now you walk uprightly before the Lord. That is true salvation. And now you have been marked by the outpouring of his spirit upon your life. You are the ones who will be spared. We need to seriously stop joking. We need to take our salvation seriously for these times are perilous times. As it says in Timothy, these are perilous times. And you must be marked in living the life that the Lord has called you to, even if it costs you your life upon the earth. And I know that can be a hard thing and a, a scary thing. And you, you may have heard before, I, I may have shared how when I was a missionary in Mexico, a local drug lord actually set up an ambush to have me killed. And my friends tried to get me to leave and come back to Ohio, and I wouldn't leave. I mean, that did something to me, knowing that, my gosh, somebody actually wants to kill me. But I want to obey the Lord and stay. We have to have that mindset. We've been marked. Do not fear the ones that can destroy the body but the one who can destroy the body and the soul, as we're told in the scriptures. 
If you are marked, the Lord will take care of you. The Lord will keep you in your ways. And death has no power over you. To slay these bodies is to send us into eternity marked as his children. We won. We made it over. They think they defeated us, but no. We have now made it over. And the enemy cannot touch us. Are you marked? Have you been marked? Have you come under the true salvation? Do not be deceived. Do not be the ones that are left behind for the men with the deadly weapon that they may destroy you. This is not what you want. Walk in true salvation. Come to truly know him, to walk with him, to call him Lord. Oh, my Father, help us, Lord. You look upon these times and people are dying from a sickness. People are fighting, willing to kill each other with no love. What are we to do? We are to make sure we've been marked with the glory of the Lord. Follow after the chosen one, the chosen stone, because we are a chosen people, marked and called out. I want to turn to First Peter chapter 2. I'm going to start reading at verse 4. We are marked as a people. We've been grafted into the spiritual messianic community of Israel as one man the marked, called-out people. And we have our chief cornerstone, who is the Messiah, Yeshua. Let's start reading at verse 4. Coming to, to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up, built your house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And as a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. 
were appointed were marked, and the others are disobedient because we believe upon the Messiah and the one. He is the one who came and died for us. Do you believe upon him? Do you believe who he says he is? Do you believe he died for your sins? If so, then you need to become a living stone being built up as a holy place. Holy means set apart. You've been marked and set apart for his glory. Oh, my Lord and my King, I just want you to understand you need to be marked and set apart from this this world in the sense and as you, you don't need to be in this world doing the things of the world, but you're in this world doing the things of the Lord because his mark is upon you. You are different. You're set apart. You're set apart for his use, not for your own use, not for the use of other men, not for the use of the enemy, but for the glory of our Lord. And that you may know him and that you will teach others to come to know him. For he is Lord. He is our king. He is our all in all. Don't get caught up in all these politics. Don't get caught up in all this, these religions. Don't get caught up in, in hate and race baiting. Don't get caught up in all this nonsense that does not produce godliness. It only brings us to destruction. You will find yourself sitting outside with the six men coming with their deadly weapons for you. Don't be that. Be one who will see the man clothed in linen with the rider's inkhorn who will come up to you and mark you with the Holy Spirit and say, this one belongs unto you, Father. And you will know that you will walk in his glory. You will know you've been marked and set apart. Please, please do not get caught up in the crazy things of this world because I tell you, most of this, if not all of it, is a distraction from what the enemy is doing. The enemy does not want to see what is really going on. The spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of the false messiah is at work building his temporary false kingdom to bring deception upon the earth that other other men and women will come to worship him as God, and he is not God. Yahweh, he is Lord. Do not believe the false Messiah when he rises and sits in the very midst in the household of the Lord, claiming to be Lord. Do not be deceived and receive the mark of the Holy Spirit. We talk so much about the mark of the beast, 
but we don't talk about the mark of the Lord. We do not talk about being marked with that writer's inkhorn, which is the outpouring of his spirit, his very image imprinted upon our minds and our hearts that we may know him intimately with great love. Thank you, Father, for your mark. Thank you for your spirit, your character, your divine nature poured out upon us and in us that we may know you intimately, not just a name, not just as a character in a book, not just as someone we hear about on Sundays, but that we may have that intimate relationship with you as a loving husband, as an intimate relationship with his loving wife. I love you, Lord. And I thank you that you love me and you've marked me with your Holy Spirit that I may walk in your kingdom that I may know the true Savior, the Savior of my soul. Oh, my Lord and my God, be glorified, my King. Be praised, be worshipped by all those who are called by your name that you have marked for all eternity. Glory to your name. Are you marked? Are you of the chosen generation? Have you come to repentance? Have you been water baptized? Have you been baptized in the Spirit of the Lord? You've been set apart for His glory. Who is your king? Many are fighting about who's the next president. But I'm sitting back saying, I have a king. And it is him who I will trust in. And it is he who I will love. And it is he who I will trust in. For he is Lord. And he can do exceedingly above and beyond anything I could ask or hope for. And he has marked me with his spirit. And for that, I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, my king. Thank you. Are you marked? Are you ready for his return? Or are you distracted by all the things that are happening in the world of men? being deceived by the very antichrist who wants your destruction? Or are you surrendering yourself to the Lord Most High, Yahweh, our King, our Lord, our Father, our one true living God? I pray you are marked if not, then receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive the Holy Spirit. 
This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. I would just like to end this by saying, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and you will be marked until the day of redemption. Receive the Holy Spirit. Ah, just ask for it, and he will come. God bless you. Love you. Be marked.